Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So I feel like this has happened enough times now that it's no longer a coincidence. Uh, but I was talking to one of the listeners out in California and uh, at the end of the conversation, I was like, oh, hey, I'm actually making some new NPCs. You know, we always take submissions. Do you have a name that you would like to use? And she said to me something that I've now heard four times the last four times I've asked that question. I've gotten a name and then they have said, boy, I hope they don't get me killed. valid fair so i feel like it's enough of a reoccurring thing that i should make you guys aware that your reputations might precede you Um, (laughs) uh, if you would i would really like for you to write down the names of the people that have said that specifically no particular reason Uh i just would like to know oh boy are you going to treat this like you have some control over who you guys get killed (laughs) as opposed to no more like Arya stark's list oh no that's fine i think i'm almost done making a monster of the week playbook Oh, really? Yeah, we had been kind of talking about some other stuff. Um, It was actually at the point that we were making TJ's new playbook. Oh, are you trying to see who will play the TAS? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, No, it's just, uh, I don't know that I want to unveil it yet. I don't have the, I'm not sure that I like the name, but it's essentially kind of modeled a little bit after the old books, The Animorphs. That I grew up reading as a child and love very much. Why don't you and, just call it the Anamorph? Uh, That's for a probably copyright for of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I'm not sure I like the name. What with the copyright violations <laughs> yeah. and all. I've got like four written down that I don't love yet, so I'm going to narrow that down. But um, yeah, I just figured it was time that we did that. You know, we've been doing this for so long, and um, I just think it'd be neat to to do that to make something. And I've well, almost got it done. There is at least one game that I know of playing the Science Guy playbook. That's oh, awesome. Really? Yep. So someone is playing the Science Guy. That poor unfortunate soul. <laughs> that that served you pretty well for like 35 episodes. I know, yeah, yeah. So coming up this week, today actually, the day this episode comes out, so tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be on Twitch running a Monster of the Week game for the people at Nerdsmith. Uh, they are doing their yearly sub-drive. Um, so you can find them on Twitch at We Are Nerdsmith. You can also just go to our Twitch channel. Uh, we will be hosting it. So I will be running a game of Monster of the Week for them. If, so if you want to uh, stop by and watch, it'll be about three hours. Uh, they do giveaways. Uh, as they have people in chat, they have some really cool sponsors. They give away dice and a couple other things. So if you want to join us and uh, watch the story unfold, uh, that'll be tonight at 10 p.m., And then also on Monday, the 29th at 10 p.m., I'm going to be playing a Call of Cthulhu game with them, which is not a game I have played. Uh, It's really cool. This sub drive that they do, everything that they stream during this time are different people from the different shows on their network. So you get a mashup of all the different shows running games for one another. So that's awesome. Uh, So it'll be at 10 p.m. again. 
Um, it is that time. It is April. It is time to read from the list of the people who have joined us on Patreon. Uh, thanks to everyone who has joined. Uh, Tyson W., Thomas M., Stan P., Joshua P., no relation, Matthew L., <laughs> Kane G., Mitch L., not Mitchell, but Mitch L., Adam R., Kenzie L., Joel W., Austin C., Sarah S., and Kim D. Uh, thanks to everyone who has joined. Uh, we're going to be launching the Snapchat as one of the Patreon rewards soon, right? So get on that Patreon because it's about to get real weird in here. <laughs> it's about to get real weird in no greater than 10 second increments. Yeah. <laughs> Don't miss it. I can't even imagine. I'm going to sit here and try not to imagine <laughs> while the recap rolls. We're here to try to get you out of this. Where's the one that leads this gang? You're looking at him. Hey, boy, I just uh, want you to know that I feel for you. What you just did, what's it do? In theory, werewolves can't get through into here. So the growling subsides. How would you do it? Well, how would I stop the guy who took your crown? I don't know. Who is it? Some punk named Tiege. What if I were to say that I could just help kick whoever's ass is in charge now and get you back on top? You let me take those people out of here as a payment for my services? I'll give you half of them now. All right, kids, stay low, stay with me. You know what? I'll be right back. I just saw something. I want to go check it out. He starts to raise all of the doors and starts to try to get the helicopter to lift off. And he has no problem. You are airborne. Uh, so, yeah, I will uh, distract him and I will tell him a story about his grandfather. I'm going to just gather up a big handful. I'm going to kind of count out about seven of them. And then as an afterthought, grab an eighth. TJ in his chair suddenly is up. And stumbling backwards in the fire, you see him starting to transform back into the full werewolf version of himself. And if I can, I'm going to jam my seventh werewolf serum into my hip. And her bones start to crack and creak. And there is another full-blown werewolf standing in the room. Wallace, you come tearing through the back hallway of the pavilion, the door that you are looking for is open already, and you peer inside, and there is a werewolf. No, there are two werewolves, and one of them is a little on fire, and in this room sitting at the table are Patrick and Christine, and they are both stunned. It's like they were sitting there having a conversation, and something awful has just happened, and this is the scene that you walk into. Um, I'm drawing my gun. What the hell is happening here? If I still have my wits, my instinct is to bound over and grab him. Yeah, um, he is in charge of this thrall. You are still basically synced to give in to your base desires and your violent tendencies, but you still have independent thought or else TJ wouldn't have been able to challenge mm -hmm. the guy. Roll kick some ass and give yourself an extra tough. That's an eight. So Siobhan leaps at TJ and takes a bite out of him, but TJ gets his hands up and rakes his claws across her stomach and pushes her backwards. So Patrick, you have seen Siobhan come in and turn into a werewolf and jump on top of TJ. What are you doing? Hold on there, girl. I, I had him where we wanted him. The alpha controls the thrall. Wallace, what are you doing? Just going to go look for Jake and Tess and see if they want to get out of here yeah. and get a couple of beers or you, something. You guys want to go start a different team? Um, I'm constantly uncomfortable with this group. <laughs> uh, 
I, I think I realize now that that's Siobhan, so I'm not going to shoot her, and I can assume that the other one is TJ. I'm not going to shoot him, because we're trying to save them, and I can't contribute to the fight in any other way. Uh, I'm just going to keep the gun trained and say, we are specifically here to rescue them, so do not kill him. <sighs> I'm prepared to shoot whichever one of them, I okay. guess, at this point. Siobhan, you have just been pushed back. What are you doing now? Uh, I think I have to charge him again. Um, I'm not trying to hurt him, but I'm definitely trying to claw on his neck and then teeth on the back of his neck like a, you know, a mama wolf and her puppies. Roll act under pressure. Okay. Roll assert dominance. (laughs) Ten. You leap at him and you get a hand around a wrist and you're able to spin him and press him against your chest, and you put your mouth as wide as you can get it on the back of his neck. I let off just enough to talk. Who is the alpha now? And jerk just a little bit, digging claws into his throat. I think it's uh, very hesitant at first, just kind of just kind of giving a little bit of a uh, resistance. But then I think I say, you're the alpha. And with that, Siobhan, you feel this rush of magical energy at your heart and at your head. And you have a weird sense of where everyone is. Like, you can't really pinpoint them, but you know that you have people that need your help over here. You have someone that is hurt here. You know, there are some people here that are scared. You know, there's people here who are angry. And as you have this, you first think that it's kind of like almost a telepathic or empathic thing, and you realize that the pulses of it that are hitting you are every time you breathe in through your nose, that you're smelling the condition of what is now your thrall. Okay. Um, I shove him to the ground, and I toss the eighth werewolf serum to his feet. Take it. I do. Yeah, you heal. I'm going to look around at my teammates. Uh, You're the alpha? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then like christine's like smacking me across the chest like i'm the alpha what are you talking about <laughs> your pant leg is wet yeah <laughs> i think i actually do grin for the first time at him since we've come back to this all right i died the day that tanis did maybe this will do a little good and i'm going to take out the wolfbane and swallow it siobhan swallows this wolfsbane and her eyes flutter and she transforms back to a closer humanoid version and slumps to the ground. And then you see that TJ's eyes clear a little bit and you hear a lot of sound coming from outside. There are some people who are screaming. There are some people, it sounds like they're crying, but they're also laughing. And you have to assume that it is reactions to being free from the thrall. So TJ kind of visibly snaps out of it. Yes. Um, I'm going to holster my gun and walk over there and check her pulse. No breathing, no heartbeat, nothing. How is she? She ate a fatal dose. She's she's gone, man. Uh, I think I pull out a flask, probably, and start unscrewing the top. Her methods may have been dark, but her intentions were pure. Yeah, we uh, we lost a good one. And he takes a drink and screws the cap back on. Uh, and I'll Turn and face TJ. All right, kid, how you doing? You clear? Your head on straight now? Yeah, I think so. This is so strange. I haven't ever felt like this before. It feels like I'm in control of myself again. 
And he is, he's still in that strange kind of in-between form in that Teen Wolf version. He looks like his photos, but he's a little bulkier and he's got more pronounced canine looks on his ears and his nose and a lot more hair. Yeah, I bet you feel different and uh, I'm not sure you're going to stop feeling different, man. Who was she? She was one of us. Who are you? I'm one of you. (laughs) (laughs) We're the uh, old guard of the IPT. We were called in, sent here to rescue you guys, and, well, shit was a lot more sideways than we expected, and now we're down another member. I'm so sorry. She shouldn't have died for me. For any of us. Yeah, well, all of our numbers are going to get called pretty soon anyway, and, uh, like she said, she's been dead inside for decades. I have to assume she's better off now. And Christine has been slowly walking up to Siobhan's body as you guys have this conversation. And she kneels down and touches Siobhan's eyes and closes them. And very faintly under her breath, you can hear her say, I'm sorry. I was too proud to say it your whole life. And I'm sorry. I wish I'd said it sooner. And then she stands back up and walks over to the group. All right. We broke the thrall. That's a good start. But there's still a whole bunch of werewolves out there that You know, some of them might have just been dickheads to begin with, so we still got some cleanup to do. I don't know about you guys, but first thing I want to go do is find the old Alpha, see what he's like now, maybe put a bullet through his head. I can get behind that. What about the boys we're here to save? I mean, if Pardum figures out a way to reinstate the Thrall, then that's no good anyway. First thing is contain him, stop him. Second thing, we should be able to find them, no problem now. Especially if they're in their right mind again. Hell, they might be back at headquarters already. All right, lead the way. All right. Yeah, I'm going to head out and gun drawn, kind of keeping an eye on what everybody's doing so far, but it sounded like it was mostly jubilation. I don't think I'm really going to sneak back, so just kind of head back towards where Partum was, that building he was in. Okay. And is everybody following him? I think Patrick will follow uh, Wallace, and then I think TJ needs to go out and see if he can find his friends, Jake and Tass. Good call. Yeah. I mean, he'd probably know better than anybody where they might be right now. Or what they look like, for that matter. Yeah. (laughs) Also true. I appreciate you managed to split the party again, though. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Well, I mean, we don't want TJ doing more back and forth with himself anyway. Oh, God, we do not. (laughs) All right. Uh, So TJ is going to go off and try to locate Jake and Tass. And Wallace, Patrick, and Christine are headed to where Wallace last saw Partum. Uh, You guys get over in that direction, and what you see is what you kind of expected, that there are some people who are in fistfights. There are some people who are just running away. You hear motorcycles starting up. You see people driving away. There is a strange mix of people just, I'm out, thank God this is done, and kind of fighting to see who might be in charge of the leftovers. Um, So what exactly are you doing? you just going to go straight to that building to see if he's there? Uh, Once I creep up close, I'm going to kind of pause and listen, see if I can still hear anything going on inside. All right. uh, Roll read a bad situation. Uh, Nine. All right. You get a hold one. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? So as you get closer to this building where the two remaining captives are, you do hear someone moving around inside. And it's that heavy set of footsteps that you heard before. All right. Deal's a deal. I stopped TJ. Got him out of your hair. You let these two go. And I'm just I'm just going to walk in like yeah. I'm not going to kind of stay on the outside of the door. We've met face to face now. I'll motion to Christine to stay on either side of the door. Okay. So that way we are not seen. So you guys flank the door and Wallace walks inside and you see Partum standing there. And it's kind of a strange sight because he is a full werewolf 
and he has got his arms on his hips, and he's just looking down at the two people, kind of shaking his head. Yeah, I remember. Well, you kept your part of the bargain, so I suppose, uh, come on over and untie him. And he turns, and you see he's got a pretty big grin on his face. Does it necessitate a roll to know that he's going to try and attack me? Not at all. Oh man, I don't like that look on your face. I feel like I might have stepped into a real pickle here. And as Wallace says this, we go back in time for a moment, and we see Tannis and Everett in a very similar position as to the one that Patrick and Christine are in right now. They are both hidden around the corner of a door. Wallace is talking to what looks like almost an exact replica of the Frankenstein monster, and it is talking to him, but we can see its hands flexing, and it's getting angrier and angrier, and he says this sentence again. I feel like I stepped into a real pickle here. And we see both Tannis and Everett draw weapons, come around the corner, and start firing. Christine and I enter the room. I yell, get down, boy. And what is Christine doing? Uh, Christine will uh, also enter the room, but she's going to start charging kind of around the flank of uh, Pardum. Okay. Roll kick some ass. I will. And uh, Wallace, what are you doing after you say that sentence? If I hear him say, like, get down, I'm going to kind of dive roll to the people. So I'm going to trust that they're about to hit Partum like a train, and I'm going to try and protect the victims. Okay, so you're going to try to get between him and them. Yes. All right, so roll protect somebody. (laughs) I'm going to use my second uh, re-roll for the mystery, because that was a five. I got a six, but I'm going to go ahead and use luck. Oh, all right. That was a 10. Excellent. So with your protection one, what is your extra effect, Wallace? Uh, I think you hold the enemy back since I'm specifically just trying to stop him from hurting these people that I, I make him keep his distance. So I think what we see is that as you roll between them, you draw the silver dagger and hold it up and he becomes aware of this silver in your hand. I did have my gun drawn already. But he doesn't know that it's loaded with silver. Exactly. Okay. All right, Patrick. So you are using a point of luck. That is correct. And uh, my actual luck uh, special is when you spend a point of luck, also mark off one of your relationship status boxes. The keeper will bring fate of your love into play. Mm. So how much damage do you do? I do two damage, but uh, for my extra effect, I would like to inflict more harm. So three. So Wallace drops to the ground and rolls forward, pulling the dagger into his free hand and pointing it at Partum. Patrick drops to a knee and fires his rifle, hitting Partum square in the chest. Christine, who has moved around to the side, charges at Partum and tackles him. But he is able to get hands into her, and you see that her flesh tears pretty badly down her back and around her shoulder. And so now we have Partum and Christine struggling on the ground. Uh... Are the victims, like, conscious and aware? They are. Okay, I'm gonna turn and cut them loose and say, there's a bunch of motorcycles out there, just get one and get the hell out of here. They kind of look confused, but they get up and they run out. Cool, um, I'm gonna charge it, uh, Partum, with the knife that I've bayoneted on my, uh, rifle. Alright, roll kick some ass. Oh yeah, that's a straight up ten. Alright, what's your extra effect? Uh, so yeah, I want to force them where you want them, and I want... 
I want to be able to force him to a position that leverages him in Christine's favor. Yeah, so you jam this into him and he lets out a roar, but Christine is able to use his shock and his surprise to roll him over and pin his arms down. Sweet. Okay, if she's got him pinned to the ground, I just want to walk up and gangland style put a bullet through his head. I don't think that you have to roll for that. I mean, he is at her mercy for this moment. Um, What does your gun do? Uh, My gun does three harm silver bullets. I'm just going to walk up and point it right at his head and go, I used to be so good with the pithy one-liners, and then just shoot him. (laughs) (laughs) You see that he starts to say or do something as you pull the trigger, but he doesn't get anything out before there is a hole in his head and he slumps to the side. I feel like he was like, oh, here's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I always had it in my heart that the person who killed me would say. (laughs) Okay, well, one loose end tied up. I guess I don't know if there are more of them. Like, there are a bunch of them fighting out there, kind of trying to figure out who's in charge. I don't think we just go tearing through all of them, though. That seems like, one, a lot of time, and two, not enough time to do our due diligence. So maybe we can just kind of send a message here that'll get all of them to piss off. What do you have in mind? I don't think in my uh, 60s or 70s that I'm strong enough to lift a werewolf corpse, Um, but I assume Christine is. Absolutely. Uh, I will ask Christine just to kind of pick up dead partum by the scruff and we'll just drag him up to like the roof of this building. Yeah. So there is a set of stairs in the corner that lead up to where a lot of the hay is stored and there is a large barn window and you pull it open and I'll just fire a shot in the air and be like, all right. Here's one dead alpha who wants to be the second. And uh, as you say that, Christine, who has been carrying Partum by the scruff, throws him a good distance out that window into a pretty big pile of people fighting. Roll manipulate someone with a plus two. All right. Uh, Eight. So a bunch of the groups stop what they're doing and turn to look at you. And there's a pretty big guy. He is not in a werewolf form right now. He's got tattoos down the side of his face and his knuckles are covered in blood. Is that so? You think just because you can kill him, you can kill all of us? I shoot him. You fire that (laughs) bullet off and it catches him in the shoulder and his demeanor totally changes in the blink of an eye. I don't have it in me to do this with you guys. I am too old for this shit. But I ain't too old. And then I aim my rifle at him and cock it. You know what, uh, man? <laughs> he's, lost, uh, he's lost for words. This, uh, this place is dead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's go cornhole us some drunks. <laughs> At, and yeah, he turns and runs towards the place where you know the bikes are. And everybody out here that you can see follows suit. And under the din of the rumble, you hear, Oh, oh over here. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh... We'll look around. Yeah. Do Uh, we see him? It sounds like it's coming from the barracks. Okay. Yeah, we'll head back down. Yeah. So you guys head down and then over into the barracks. And inside the barracks, you find TJ, who is standing there next to Jingles, kind of looking at him. And they're kind of giving each other fairly strange glances every now and then because of how different they look from the last time they saw each other. Uh, But on two of the beds are Tass and Jake. And it looks like Jingles had found them and tied them up to keep them here. You're very small. <laughs> How did you do this? Oh, did I not show you what this thing can do? And he reaches out his metal claw and lifts one of the bunk beds and throws it down the hallway. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about leverage. <laughs> uh, are they good? Are they back in their right minds too? I, I don't know. I didn't wake them up yet. Does, does it seem safe? Well, we just killed Partum, so I mean, I figured that's how 
Isn't that how we uh, cure the the disease? Uh, you mean like lycanthropy? Yeah. No, no, that's vampires. You're thinking of vampires. Oh, vampires, yeah. It's God been a while. Damn, I'm, it has been a while. What am I, like 60, 70 something? I don't know. I ain't been keeping track of that, man. I mean, I want to look them over and see if I think that they are even turned yet. Okay. Uh, roll investigative mystery. 10. You get a hold too. Um, I mean, I guess what sort of creature is it? Like, are they werewolves yet? That's a great question. You start to examine both of them, looking at their gums and their teeth, opening their eyes, checking their temperature, checking their heart rate, and it seems that they have not turned yet. You know that it takes a fairly high number of doses in a fairly short period of time, and they had not reached that yet. Um, Mechanically speaking for everybody at home and everybody here, the werewolf serum would turn you if you had more than seven in 48 hours, and... TJ was right at six before he was captured, so he was an easy turn, but everyone else, they try to do it over the course of a couple days so that they can also get them conditioned to be part of the gang, kind of break their will down and whatnot. Um, All right, I guess I'll use the second one on just what's being concealed here. I think the thing that's being concealed here is that as you inspect them, and this whole time you are able to see TJ as well, he's kind of standing behind them, and it seems odd that he is not a full werewolf, but that he is this kind of strange amalgamation, and it occurs to you that it must be because he has had both the clean and, for lack of a better term, the infected forms of the werewolf serum, and so that his was the one that was changing people like that was the intent behind it and so it had something extra in it to again make them part of his thrall and so something there there's a strange mix there's a strange mutation that has happened that's kind of caught him between human and werewolf um all right uh these two haven't even actually turned yet so i think we're fine i don't know what's up with you just looking at tj like you got something weird going on with your whole situation but no these two should be clear i think we can wake them up and cut them loose no, I had a lot of these, so I, I think uh, I think I understand why. Well, by all accounts, you're the scientist, so I suppose I'll take your word for it. Don't explain it to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> we jump to about 15 minutes later, and we are inside of Mother Hen, and it's a little more crowded than it was last time. And we see that Wallace is sitting in the co-pilot seat, and he's telling a story to Tass about what happened that day. And we find Christine sitting with TJ, talking to him about life as a creature, what it's like to be seen by people who don't expect to see that kind of thing, let alone people who don't believe in that kind of thing. And Jake is with Jingles and Everett, and Jingles is telling both of them the story of what happened. And we see that the reason that Tass is flying is because Everett is in tears. Next to Everett is the photograph of the old IPT team, Siobhan and Wallace and Patrick, Christine, Everett, Margaret, Tannis, James, and the boy that we don't know the name of yet because they don't seem to talk about him. And in the photo, we notice that they all have their gems in hand and we fade to black. And then we see a fire. It's burning very low and there's a bag on the ground and we see a pair of hands rummaging through it. And as the figure looks inside of the bag, we start to pan out and we see that their landscape is not quite right. There's some place we don't recognize. And as he rummages through the bag, we suddenly see the pulsing glow of all eight colors. The hand reaches in and grabs the gem and holds it up. And we turn with the gem and it's different, but unmistakable. 
It's the face of James Francis Tincher. All right, so I would say it's time for end of session experience, but there's not really any experience to be had. TJ, so I suppose we should talk about your new playbook. Yeah, I guess we should. So I am now the monstrous. You are. You just want to go through it? Yeah. Okay. Tell um, us uh, what you are now. Okay. Well, what you have done to yourself over the course of <laughs> 30 plus episodes. <laughs> I should have listened. Uh, so yeah, the tagline on this is I feel the hunger, the lust to destroy, but I fight it. I never give in. I'm not human anymore. Not really. But I have to protect those who still are. That way, I can tell myself I'm different to the other monsters. Sometimes, I can even believe it. Uh, so, my stats now uh, have completely changed. Uh, I'm keeping my plus three weird because it just so happens that the monstrous starts off with a plus three weird. Yeah. And uh, then the rest is zero charm, uh, minus one cool. Also, I kind of get a little bit dumber. So, I've gone down to a plus two sharp instead of a plus three sharp. And then my tough, uh, I'm pretty sure was negative one to begin with anyway. So uh, now it's negative one still. So, yeah. All right. All right. So, you know, nice even keel across the board still. Correct. Yeah. Uh, then I get to pick one curse uh, from my list of about four. And I decided to go with vulnerability. So I have to pick a substance and you suffer plus one harm when you suffer harm from it. If you are bound or surrounded by it, you must act under pressure to use your powers. So that's pretty interesting. And in this case, I guess the substance would be silver. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, because I am a werewolf. So then you get natural attacks. So I pick a base and add an extra to it, or I pick two bases. So I decided to go with a base. In this case, it would be teeth, uh, which are three harm and intimate. And the extra is add ignore armor to a base. Ooh, nice. So I'm going to be basically going up to people like, I'm going to eat you now. Yum, yum, yum. I've been in many fights with TJ over the years, and he is a biter, so this checks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then I get two monstrous moves. Uh, and so going along with this, there's a whole list of different moves that you can choose from depending on what kind of monster or half monster you want to be. Uh, so, and, and on the second sheet, they actually have like little examples and everything. And so... Uh, I'm kind of going with one of those, and it is Unholy Strength. And instead of rolling tough with Unholy Strength, you roll plus weird to kick some ass. Mm -hmm. So, because it's just, it's some kind of magic or science or weird science that is making me strong. In this case, it's the werewolf serum. And then uh, we were going through the whole list, and we were like, uh, do we want to get claws? Do we want to have flight? Uh, not yet. Um, not yet. Or, All them flying werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, gargoyles had one. The a flying werewolf? Yeah, there was a, there was a thing where they had, like, mutants oh. that were just people that were experimented on, and they were given a little bit of gargoyle, like, oh. blood along with, like, other things i have forgotten so, so, he's so like much half, about that he's like show half and half yeah so like one oh, of the I guys was a like werewolf type guy but he had wings oh well you ain't got no wings well not yet i don't no that's fair 
Uh, so then we decided to go with preternatural speed. You go much faster than normal people. When you chase, flee, or run, you take plus one ongoing. That's awesome. Yep. And there's a whole bunch of other monstrous moves that I could take later on, like shapeshifter, flight, uh, <laughs> other things. <laughs> Gonna keep hitting that flight. He is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> I want to fly. Um, and then... You do get to choose gear if you want one. And in this case, um, we decided that I would keep my Electro Blaster because I'm still kind of the science guy still. I just can't do the science guy moves. <laughs> so the science guy at heart. I'm yeah, the science yeah. guy at heart. Yeah. So I'm keeping the Electro Blaster. And for my How Am I Weird, I've decided that I would go ahead and keep Weird Science. Because oh, okay. I, well don't feel oh i'm sorry go ahead yeah no that just that that is the core of the science guy yeah. I mean, really that makes you sense. kind of buried the lead with keeping the electro blaster and not telling us that you were keeping weird science <laughs> yeah. oh i'm so sorry <laughs> you just can't do i don't even remember any of the other science guy moves you know any of the other engineers yeah i can't you just fix uh, things you, just like, you don't automatically wolfy hands <laughs> You can't uh, fix stuff. You don't have stuff on hand. You can't uh, combine things. Yeah, you can't build me my cable gun now. Yeah, Aww. yeah. I was going to put together like two of his weapons into one weapon and it would have been awesome. And then put those two into the other one. Yeah. And, and yeah. that yeah, one just, into the other. <laughs> it's not so much a cable weapon as it's just the, the guy from the fifth element. Uh, all the things it could have been. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Zerg gun or whatever. Oh, where it shoots the little tiny aliens. Well, this is a Zergling gun, sorry. Oh, yeah. Good call. Don't worry, Tass. When I level up, I'm going to take the move where I can combine. <laughs> I appreciate that. But it doesn't make them work together. He's just smashing things together. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's just welding them together in a yeah. line. <laughs> is this, this is anything? <laughs> yeah, of? I mean, I guess I can hold it at the same time. I just got to turn it upside down to shoot the other side of it. My question is, why do you have a pigeon attached to it? <laughs> How so it'll you come back that? to you. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's a homing oh. pigeon. He's welded a pigeon to every bullet. That poor understand. pigeon. It's like four guns that you kind of rotate 90 degrees to shoot them, but a pigeon just somewhere like flying desperately to support its weight. <laughs> oh. But it's a robotic pigeon, so it's okay. Is that it? Is that the end of the character sheet? <laughs> yep, that's it. Good. It's a great out. Please tell me that you're just, you're a werewolf in a lab coat. Uh, Yeah, I'm keeping, yes. definitely keeping the lab coat. You have you to know. pick one up from home because... I mean, there was no lab coat on you found, you big naked werewolf. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Do you still have the goggles? Since those were those were a purchase. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, yeah, um, I don't even remember me bringing those. Uh, no, I brought my backpack along on the, the adventure. Were you going to so try to sell me on the fact that you didn't have your goggles with you on an adventure? Is that, what you're, is that the road you're getting ready to go down? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. Yeah, you know what? TJ, roll luck. Is that luck based off of my monstrous now? Yes. Oh, well then, a 13. All right. Yeah, so um, when all is said and done and you guys have been brought back uh, in the drop-off, they did find all of your equipment. So there is the lab coat still, there is uh, the goggles, and there is the electro blaster. Nice. Sweet. Uh, And my backpack full of caltrops? Yeah. Well, half-filled now. Oh, okay. I worked so hard on those caltrops. It's traps. true, it's true. I got a 10 on that roll. Um, and you know, there are a number of things that you lose having lost your previous playbook. Uh, you no longer have a secret lair, but fortunately for you, Rev needs a place to live. <laughs> so I think that the secret lair stays as is. I just was picturing like Rev is standing in the lair working on stuff, <laughs> and then just as soon as his playbook shift happens somewhere else, 
Rev has kind of popped up to the surface with all of his belongings, and it's just like, you don't have access to this area anymore. Yeah. Or like he's standing there, and down one of the long sewer tunnels, we just hear a huge rush of water. <laughs> um, and I think the other thing to note about TJ's appearance is that when you kind of get back and they're going over you at IPT and making sure you're okay, you know, and they're letting you know what you've become, your ring is gone. Um, oh, the ring shoot. that you relied on so much to hide your identity, <laughs> your your secret name, Roger, Roger. Um, but yeah, that uh, is not there anymore. I think that maybe you might be able to search back your memories and remember when you transformed you saw the crystals change color as this new blood pumped through you and it basically cracked in half and fell to the ground. And so oh, that magic yeah. from the vampires was destroyed. So if I ever am cured of my werewolfism, then I'll be me again. Then you'll be you again. Ooh. Yeah. So is there anything else that you guys want to do? You know, you have been debriefed by Margaret. She's, you know, told you what happened. Obviously, you've heard the story from the founders. What do you guys do now? Like, where are your heads at? Are you are you staying here to work? Are you going home to rest for a little while? You do know that Everett and Jingles are actually going back to Siobhan's place to kind of deal with her things. Um, Jingles is going along because he kind of feels responsible since he pulled the group together. Did they ask us to come along or not to come along? Uh, I think that is really up to you. Like, I don't think that they would impose... But they wouldn't necessarily be upset at the thought of company. I mean, they did us a big solid, but this seems kind of personal. So if they didn't ask, I would lean towards kind of finishing getting the network up and running and doing things here. Yeah, same. So you guys are sitting in Margaret's office, uh, you know, after she has debriefed you and Everett and Jingles have left to go to Ireland to deal with Siobhan's things. And Wallace has kind of up and vanished. He had his few belongings and he got on the first bus that he saw. And uh, you know that Christine and Patrick are headed back home. So the thing that we need to do right now is finish getting the network together. Commander Sroka is in charge of that. Uh, she's got a small group and they're working essentially on the control center for it. They're using, well, they're using pieces of what's left of the Eye of Horus. And they're making a station that we can launch the remaining satellites from. Uh, you're more than welcome to help there if you want. Uh, I'm sure that she could use the technical help and she kind of looks strangely at tj wearing his lab coat and goggles and i do have my goggles over my wolf eyes yeah <laughs> uh and uh and she seems to pause as she's talking to you and it's the first time she's really taken everybody in everything's been so hectic and you can see jake that she doesn't say anything about it but she seems to notice the lack of luster on your armor and the absence of the hammer and the chain around your waist and the riot shield sitting next to you in the chair. <laughs> and she just kind of gives a, a nod and opens up a desk and starts pulling out other papers. Uh, so uh, I suppose head home. And uh, as soon as we find a way to get you to her, uh, we'll send you that way. Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, so where are you guys going to go next? I think it might not be a bad idea to check on Rev. Uh, so you guys head back to TJ's subterranean lair, and uh, Rev is down there. You can see that in the time that you have been gone, a lot of progress has been made. There are multiple circles and runes and markings and candles. Everything looks very similar to what you saw with Noel. He looks pretty ragged. Uh, he's got, like, 
a week and a half's worth of beard, and he is just sitting on a couch right now. How you doing, buddy? I think it's almost done. There's a couple things to do, but I don't know that I ever want to do a week-long spell again. Anything we can do for you? Holy fuck. <laughs> what in the shit? And he gets up and backs off the couch. What? What is wrong with you? What? Oh, oh, this? Uh, well, they they warn you in those dare, you know, uh, <laughs> things in school. But uh, you, you really don't know until you try, you know? Okay. Yep. This is fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. After kind of the initial shock of what you look like, he sits back down and kind of walks you through a couple of things. But he thinks it's just a matter of a few more components that he's going to go out and try to get. Uh, and it should be operational. Is there anything we can do to make this not hell for you? The hard part's over. That that week-long spell was exhausting. Well, thank you. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what fruit it bears. It's not a cryptic. <laughs> Wait. I thought this was a portal. <laughs> yeah. What kind of fruit no. are we getting out of this? What the hell? I've been planting pineapple. Wait, what? Yeah, isn't this the pineapple tree of portals? Uh, where it, I just it, shoot the him. fruit grows He's and then you eat it and it teleports you? Oh, I like this. <laughs> I, let's do uh, Let's do dinner. We've all had a shitty one. Let's all go somewhere decent and have a good dinner. How about that? Maybe a bath first, bub. Yeah, before we do that, we should probably take a bath or something, too. Like, together? <laughs> We're that, in a sewer. We just oh, that out. we, you mean, like, individually we should all bathe. Well, I'm yes. going to need somebody to get, you know, my back, because I got all this extra hair now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, uh, yeah, so you guys want to head back to your apartment and kind of get showered and partially shaved and whatnot? Yep. Can't, can't wait to see that hair clog. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, so you guys head back to Tass and TJ's apartment, and uh, you go inside and start to get around, and there's a knock at the door. Don't. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Answer. <laughs> the goddamn door. I'm going to go look through the peephole. You don't see anything. Well, I don't love that. Um, And again, the knock comes. But nobody's visible through the peephole? Correct. Who's there? Are you kidding me? I uh, told you I would be back in a week for that device. Where the hell have you all been? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll open the door. And you get brushed aside by an invisible force. And then once the door closes, there stands Anastasia. Sorry, we got um kidnapped. We're back now. Yeah, I saw. Then why'd you ask? <laughs> I just wanted to see how you were going to paint it. <laughs> not not glamorously. Yeah. yeah, we didn't do great. We didn't do we didn't do great. Yeah. And she's looking at you. That was the first thing I noticed in all those photos. Here, hold this. And she throws you a little black clicker with a white button on it. What is this? Push it. All right. I'll push it. As you push the button, everything slows down for a brief moment as you see her start to slide her head to the side. And as her head slides to the side, you see far in the distance a little puff of green light. And then the window to the apartment explodes inward, and a sniper bullet catches you dead in the chest. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
Thanks for calling the arena. If you know your party's extension, you can dial it at any time. If your psychiatrist has gone missing, press 3. Press 3. That sounds ill-advised. Life is about choices, man. You and I both suffer from a very rare form of mental illness, right? Yep, yep, that's us. I'm just saying, we're probably not the best private investigators, since we don't know what's real. The waitress at the Chinese restaurant, she told me that I needed to complete three trials to find Sadler. Okay, but how long have you been out of your meds? Three trials. The arena, the old factory, the inventor's basement. The inventor's basement. Exactly. Mama, I met someone today. You're not gonna believe this. Half spider, half human. You all have this disorder. We call it the imperfection. Okay, so we just got off the train at a stop called East River between East Broadway and York Street, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. We are not a cop show, Charlie. Uh, I know that, but we're friends, and I need my friends. How sure are you that these things are actually happening in real life? It seems like reality can be a little slippery. Charlie! Charlie! They're on my face! Amber, Amber, stop, 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 stop it, stop these it. fucking spiders, they are everywhere. Ah! The Imperfection, an audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit WLFDR.com.